0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick
0: Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are.
1: What is up on a Saturday? I'm Brian Scott Rippey. My co-conspirator, as always, is Colin Brister. We appreciate you joining us on this Saturday at night, Sunday morning. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this edition of the Rebel Report. We've been off schedule this week. I've been in Hoover like three days longer than I planned. I'm out of clothes. Um, I've been eating at a lot of chain restaurants. I uh, This hotel room feels like a house at this point, but we're making it. Um, I just got back from Hoover Met, and then Ole Miss is advancing to the championship game. That's basically what all we'll be talking about. I guess we'll talk some Ross Bjork because we haven't talked since then. That's a good point. But... What's up? Uh, not much. At least you got the hotel room to yourself now, right? I did. Hey, Dad. So, State lost. So, Hey, Dad was out last night. So, I actually have the bed because, you know, Hey, Dad's 40 and I'm a fairly big fellow. I wasn't going to put him on the pullout couch because I'm a good Samaritan. The pullout couch is not terrible in the Embassy Suite. No, those are but, underrated. Like, people act like those are just death nails. No, they're fine. Yeah, they're not bad. But this kink-sized bed is definitely going to be oh, sure much, much better. Um, So... Where do we start? Because, I mean, the, the, the school doesn't have an A.D., but, like, baseball has done, done some stuff, too. Uh,
0: <laughs> Bianco's yeah, so, A.D. right now.
1: Yeah, so let's let's just start with that. We'll get to baseball in just a second. I know it's probably most of you already talk about baseball, but it's newsworthy. I mean, it's major newsworthy. So Wednesday yeah. Wednesday night, I guess? Th- uh, night? Thursday. Thursday night. Thursday. So, damn, weeks run together. Thursday night. I was sitting at a pizza place in Birmingham when I got a text from somebody that was like, "Hey, you're about to have some work." And then 30 seconds later, news broke that (laughs) Ross Bjork was named the athletic director at Texas A&M. In a move from talking to people around the athletic department, um, and really people in media too, because it's almost kind of the same thing. Like it, it, it it snuck up on everybody. It blindsided absolutely everyone. Like literally, like out of the blue, out of the dark. You know, I think if you're looking at this school from a big picture perspective. Um, like you knew eventually, when Ole Miss had a chancellor in place, there might be a change. You know, Bjork might want a fresh start. But this, in this moment, right now, like in this moment in time, it was a completely
0: out of left field. Yeah, uh, and and I mean, like you said, nobody usually when there's something going on like that, there's rumors. There was nothing. Nobody. No, really absolutely knew. nothing. I mean, no yeah. one
1: on the beat knew anything. Like
0: no one, no one in, the in the athletic department. Yeah,
1: they found out about three o'clock that this was going to be a thing the day
0: of. I like guess we headache. probably should have known something when uh, Keith Kessinger and Mossberg were at the uh, baseball game without Bjork. We, something probably was up, but, yeah, I mean, it just I, – I out of nowhere. And uh, so now Ole Miss is looking for an athletic director, and I don't feel like they're going to find one anytime soon. No, they're not, and we're about to get to that in just a second and explain why, but
1: – so <laughs> to hire one. Yeah, exactly. that. That's the main thing, but yeah. – Look, looking back at Ross's tenure, he did a, I, I like Ross. I think he was a good athletic director. I don't think he was allowed to do his job in the Correct. most crucial moments under his tenure. Um, and you know when you have an incompetent boss, which is exactly what Chancellor Jeff Gumballs Vitter was, it it hurts. I mean, if you have a boss in any industry that is incompetent, it handicaps everyone below him, and in in a big way here because Ross is directly below him. I, I say below him. I don't mean to like. Like, belittle Ross, but that's just how the pecking order works. They have to work together. So when your boss, who you work together with a lot, is incompetent, it is going to affect how you do things. Do you, I mean, the, the Matt Luke hire is well-documented. That's a hire that, you know, for better or for worse, at the time, thought was going to define Bjork's career, other things. But Ross was Ross was good with facilities. He made good hires. He, he probably enabled Hugh Freeze too long and caused that investigation to become... I'm mixing analogies here, but it spiraled out of control when he. I think he had an opportunity on early on to keep that fairly bottled up.
0: Yeah, and, he did, but but he took advantage of 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 getting him out of there when they needed to get him out of there too.
1: Yes, yes, no, no. Well, yeah, but to me, to me, that felt more like a last ditch man. I mean, when when a, when a national reporter and you know whatever Rose Bowl is has you know finds phone record I mean, of you calling a, a hook like an escort service on a university cell phone like to me that's that i'm not gonna like I, i'll give him credit for a lot of things i'm not gonna give him credit for a proactiveness there because that's the last straw like it was a miss though
0: didn't you hear it was a miss yeah that's Lasting right it was, for it was
1: an accident it was a miss it was just a massage that you know yeah. maybe not would have quote unquote honored the marriage i don't know what are your <laughs> core values colin never heard that <laughs> before anyway but totally Ta- Tabitha
0: just just needed a phone call
1: yeah, exactly, and just maybe sometimes it would make you know a marriage in an anyway. That's not the point. We're going down a rabbit hole here. The Point being is he made yes he made mistakes, but he was really good for facilities. He made three or four really good hires. Yeah. I think overall he's a smart man, and I think he knows what he's doing. And part of the reason, particularly when you have like that, the A and M's athletic budget is the largest in the country, and Ross is not afraid to spend money. And I don't no. mean that in a bad way at all. That's a good thing. Like yes. he was very proactive about spending money, co- raising funds, and getting shit done for the
0: lack of a better term, and I think that's his best attribute. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I thought Ross Bjork did a good job here. You can you, look. I, I'm not going to sit here and fight you if you want to blame some of the NCAA stuff on Ross Bjork. You want to blame some of the Hugh Free stuff on Ross Bjork? I get it. If you want to blame Matt the Matt Luke stuff, I'll fight you. He didn't hire Matt Luke. I, I think. I mean, would you agree if it was Ross yeah, Bjork's didn't. decision? He didn't. Dave I mean, I get, I, I
1: kind of get the old oh, where you can fight back argument. Like, no, like what do you, when your boss says do something and you say, no, I'm not going to do it, then it usually end well.
0: Yeah, well, you get fired. And, and then how do you feed your kids? So. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, he hired Dave Dorn and they hired Matt Luke and look, Matt Luke may win football games. I don't know. I just know that, uh, look, if I'm Ross York, I'm not going to go out. Uh, and, and I don't blame him for leaving. I'm not going out. And cause his hands are, or his future was tied up in Matt Luke. And if that's not my guy, I'm not going out like that. So I, I, I completely understand the move and and the willingness to, to get out of Ole Miss because, you know, I mean, we saw it when, uh, when, 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 he accepted the job. Plenty of people were happy. He was gone, and that's fine. But, but like you said, I, I thought he, over his seven years, a lot of things are a lot better uh, than when he took over in the in April of twenty
1: twelve. Yeah, and for like I, I, he catches a bad route because, and I think part of it's just the the scenery of it all. And, like, when I say scenery, I mean, like, like who do you associate him with? And, you know, when you think of Ross Bjork, if you're an angry old Miss fan, you think of him in a hostage video in a tie with Gumballs <laughs> and Freeze, in one of the more bizarrely crowded videos ever. And whether that was his idea or whatever or not, like, he's tied to two people that really, really were
0: not good at what they did. Yes. Yes. And, and I think he was good, and the hostage video was not his idea. But anyways, um, so I think Ross... Was a little bit better at his, or a decent, a bit better at his job that he was, than he was allowed to be. I, I don't think people understand just how, like we've said, incompetent Jeffrey Vitter was, and uh, how much he hindered Ross Bjork over the NCAA thing. I mean, for God's sakes, uh, Vitter's in the uh, NCAA room talking about toxic bo- booster cultures and stuff. Um, you know, it, it's a situation where you just had incompetent leadership at the top. And to a point, that trickles down.
1: Yeah, no, it, it certainly does. And I, I, I think, like, look, you don't get the a and AD job if you're dumb and bad at what exactly. do. Like, he's a smart man, and, you know, whether you want to call it falling upward or not, he's a smart guy, and he's good at his job, and his reputation nationally is not nearly what people around here think it is. Exactly. And he did a good job for the most part. And really, I don't think, like, I get people get mad and like, oh, yeah, it's, it's great that he's gone. No, it's really not. That's a loss for Ole Miss. Yeah, that's short-sighted. Yeah, and now there's no really no leadership in place. But he was good, and he's a smart guy, and he knew what he was doing. He was, yeah, you de- know, made some mistakes early on. Was dealt a bad hand. Definitely not a hundred percent like not his fault. But he's smart and he knows what he's doing. And it's it's one hundred percent a net loss for Ole Miss. I'm not saying they can't hire oh, someone absolutely. good to replace. But when you lose that, he, they lost an asset. And, yeah, and
0: absolutely. People don't want to hear that, but it's true. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's not a it's not a coincidence that what he finished, you know, I think second for the Florida State job back in the fall. Uh, he was in the Nebraska search. These are big time programs that won't Ross Bjork, York and it's not an accident that his name keeps coming up. So he's the youngest power S- five AD in the country when he yes. came to Ole Miss, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was. People inside this industry don't view Ross Bjork like Ole Miss fans view Ross Bjork. Otherwise, he would not be at Texas anymore. I and that's not all. Because Ole Miss fans. I don't
1: think Ole Miss people and like I, your fans, you're emotional. I, I get it, and I'm not like talking down. I'm just talking right. about from a fan's perspective. I'm passionate about other things and stuff like that. It's just how it works. But when you let emotion creep in, I don't think Ole Miss fans are able to compartmentalize how they feel. Hugh Freeze, Jeffrey Vitter, Hugh, and, and and Bjork. I think they view it all as one, all the and same. I think that's why. Yeah, yeah and it, that's. That's not fair. It's understandable though, your fans and yes, Ross, again, i am saying it a hundred times, made mistakes, but it's a loss. And so now now the now the mess is really about to start unfolding because this is a ship that has no one steering it and no one on board knows what direction they're going
0: in. <laughs> What, do you think they they've got to name an interim ad at some point rather quickly it would right? be keith carter i yeah, that's, that's not that's not sourced or anything but it it, it it's the only I, mean, just I, mean,
1: I guess there's one or two yeah i mean it's possible but it's more than likely keith carter um but larry sparks i mean it, it's been reported that he said as much i, I think chuck and them at the spirit had that, that 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 sparks said that he was not going to hire a a permanent athletic director, while he's the interim chancellor. So, what does that tell you? They have to hire a chancellor before they hire an AD, and that's a smart move because what, wait, wait how, how else would that work? You, you, your interim chancellor hires an AD, and then when the new chancellor get there, he's kind of like, who the hell's this guy? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, you can't you can't do it any other way. I guess is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and Ole Miss is not close to hiring a chancellor, so. Um... You know they're you, not you know.
1: and it is a it is a stalemate political fight that I don't really necessarily like want to necessarily dive into because it's complicated, and I'm not honestly sure how much is good info how much is bad info. I really don't want to dive into it, but we'll put it this that's way, got like a chance just, the- just for that's got
0: a chance to get ugly
1: no it, it I, I think it's a uh, uh, it's not approaching that yet, but I think it's headed down that road, and you're yeah. right and so but what do you do? I mean if you're without a, <laughs> a chancellor next December. You can't go without an A. I mean, you can go without an A. The hell you can't. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, like I'm saying you can, as in that would be incredibly unwise, incredibly harmful to Ole Miss and to its athletic department. But, like, you know, quite in the literal sense, yes, you can, but, like, my God. (laughs) Oh, man. And that's what's going to happen more than likely. They're not hiring a chancellor
0: chancellor before what? Like, okay, if I told you on. February the 1st, 2020, Omus doesn't have a chance. So are you shocked? No. Yeah, I, I might bet that it happens before then, but
1: I wouldn't feel good about it. And hell no, I'm not shocked at all if that's the case. Not in the yeah. slightest. Yeah. I, I mean, and think about you, that. February 2020,
0: God and you for still don't me. have an acting AD. Look, look, and he's not. He's not. He's 100% not. But God, thank God! If you we talked about Mike Bianco's future for two weeks. Thank God if you're Ole Miss that you don't have like a, I mean, a guy that's uh, that's up and coming and might take a new job. Who in the hell would hire a baseball coach at this point? Keith Carter. <laughs> I guess you'd have to. And and Mike, look, if you had a discussion about Mike Bianco's future uh, before this week, it's over. There, there's no discussion.
1: Yeah, so that, that's that, a nice segue into baseball because you know who this is bad news for and who this is potentially good news for. It's good news for Mike Bianco. It is 100% good news for Mike Bianco because no matter what happens this season, he's safe, like he's fine, he's safe, he's going to survive it. He might perform his way to surviving anyway. It's we look up in two weeks thinking. and this is all moot. You look, know who this look, is not good news for in the long run?
0: Um, the Mr. Sports? Matt Luke. Ooh, well, okay, I get what you're saying. But he's going to get another year, and, and look, I think I don't think Ross Bjork was firing him after this year, but he is 100% not getting fired after this year now. No, but the
1: guy who hitched his wagons to you is no longer your boss, is yep. my point. Yep, That's no, why I uh, said long-term is in really long-term. So the guy, Ross Bjork, hitched his wagons to Matt Luke, and they no longer work at the same company. So that is an issue for Matt Luke long-term if he does not win.
0: No, yeah, Matt Luke need, probably needs to win six games uh, this year, or he'll get the next No, move. I think he's fine this year because of the same reasons Mike Bianco. Right. Has. There's no think, one in
1: place to make any powerful right. moves and that's why like you have this ship with all these problems and there's no captain there to to delegate tasks to fix it.
0: Right, but you if if an AD shows up in the April of 2020 and you've won four games, he's not going to be patient with you. I mean, No, but he, 20 No, but that but that's still he get he, he gets the next season
1: and that's oh, it. Oh, he's that's, getting 2020. We're saying two different versions of the same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he, he is getting twenty twenty. He's uh, just
1: not probably not getting a twenty twenty one if things go bad. I'm not discounting correct. his chances to win. Dude, like right, I'll give either. him a fair shade on that. But if things are going bad, he's not going to be as patient as Ross. Well, you could be mean, six look, and six, and if you're not in trending in really good momentum, the new
0: guy's not going to be as
1: patient because he
0: didn't hire you and he doesn't know who you are. Look, let's just put it like this Ross Bjork was not going to fire Matt Luke. Because if Ross Bjork had to fire Matt Luke, Ross Bjork was getting fired, right?
1: Yes. Or, I mean,
0: I mean, or Ross Bjork was, you know,
1: maybe not surviving a new chancellor and then Matt Luke was some after him. But the point being is they were eventually going to have the same fate.
0: That's just yeah. the bottom line. Yes. I mean, that, They were going to succeed or they were and, going to fail. And that wasn't going to be fair, but that was going to be reality. But um, that's the
1: position that he got. That, that's a perfect example of Bjork being handicapped. That's the position he got put in by his bosses saying, hire this guy.
0: Yeah. You see what I mean? He's backed into a corner by incompetence. Yep. And, and which, it, it, if you're all Miss, at this point – for the love of God, just just hire competent people to run things. And, and Ross Bjork, put politics about, aside. Like yeah, that's for the the, love, of I'm sick of it. Just just hire the the best person to do the job and and let them do the job. I'm going to get on from a tangent, but it's fascinating th- th- to watch play out for better or for worse. It is utterly fascinating. I think it, this is a critical juncture for Ole Miss. Is, 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 oh, as, yes, frankly, an, an as, as understatement. an institution, <laughs> uh, I mean, you are at a crossroads um in more ways than one but there's no one there to give a like I, i'm not saying literally
1: raw, rah speech there's no one to like band things together and be like hey you know let's kick this shit bucket in gear basically sorry for the language God. but i don't really know how else to say it you know what i mean that, like, there's no one to like rally the troops it's like hey we got to do this we got to do this because there's different sides different motivations and a lot of different arms pulling in different directions and that's never a good thing for an institution you it know it's really
0: bad when you don't have leadership you know what this university needs that needs this baseball season to continue to be a thing here in about three weeks. Yeah. They, they need the College <laughs> World Series or something. So
1: it, enough of that because we'll get back on to it on Monday. Yeah, some of you, because it's not going away. Um so we'll and I'm I'll I am i i kind of want to talk I was hoping to have the weekend to kind of do some, you know, <laughs> quote unquote sleuthing, you know, talk to people, just kind of get a vibe of things. But nope, I'm in a hotel room in Hoover. Um so <laughs> Hey, you'll get to go home tomorrow. Uh yes I will. I will get oh is there rain in the forecast? No, that well they're not playing Monday, I promise. Okay. <laughs> um so yes, I will be going home on Sunday. Uh I'm out of clothes. I'll be re wearing if if for whatever reason you spotted a small guy walking to the press box on Tuesday <laughs> and you see him in the same clothes on Sunday, kindly press Sorry. off. Please do not talk <laughs> to me about it. Um if our buddy Ben went and bought some clothes. Yeah, I might have to go buy a shirt. Um so that is the case because Ole Miss as we speak about two hours ago, just beat two two future big leaguers. They scored five yeah. runs on 10 hits and beat Georgia five to three to advance the SEC title game. They cobbled together 4.2, four and two thirds innings of scoreless relief from the bottom of their bullpen. I'm not even sure that's an official term, but it's the back, 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 back of the bullpen. And they're in the SEC title let's, game. Let's, let's, well, yeah, it, it, was it was crazy it was, too. Yes. So it was crazy for the third consecutive day, getting a save. Um, so I don't really know where to start. I would say this, um, Houston Roth is probably, if he comes back next year, he's probably not like, I don't think he's, I don't think he can start. I think he's a bullpen guy that gave them a really admirable effort today.
0: Yeah. And and I do wonder, you know, he'd gotten loose on Tuesday and Wednesday. I do wonder if that early threw on Wednesday, I do wonder if that played into it a little bit. I thought he just kind of fought his guts out today without really having his good stuff. Yeah, I did too.
1: And it was interesting because I actually started my story with this. Is he like when they got pulled, he kind of walked off the mound, and like that's as animated as I've ever seen a yeah, he's pissed. exit. Well, I don't think it was necessarily anger. Like, I, I watched him, he darted off the mound, got halfway out in the infield dirt, like looked at Chophy, who came into the game, like slammed the ball in his glove, and was like offered some kind of motivation, slapped him on the behind, and, and walked off. And I thought that was kind of cool because, like, a lot of times you see guys exit, they're gassed, they're tired, but he kind of looks right at Chophy and he was basically. I think they were motivated by who they were going up against because I asked I asked Roth I was like what were you what was kind of you thinking in that moment like what were you saying cuz you don't see that all the time and he was like I told him you know if, we always say if you're going to be the ace you got to beat the ace and we knew what we were going up against and we had a match and I wanted him to kind of continue to get it done. Yep. And so I think that motivated them today the fact that ha- Emerson had so Georgia was throwing their Friday and Saturday starter to kind of get them some work and set their pitching because they're hosting a regional because they have two big leaguers as you know, they're frontline guys. Three, <laughs> three, yeah, three, three, but through two of them today. So they almost faced a kid in Emerson Hancock who was pumping 97 and hit 99 <laughs> twice in the first inning, and then um, they faced Losey. Uh, Tony Losey who was you know, a very, very, very pedestrian 95 96. <laughs> um, and back to back and to their credit, they matched their hit total for the last three games total, um, with ten hits against those two. They win the game five to three. They won a game where they started Houston Roth, they picked pitched Maxwell Maxwell trophy, they pitched Connor Caleb Hill. they pitched Caleb Hill. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing out of this to me is Ole Miss had it. This we've talked about it before, but this tournament op- provided Ole Miss an opportunity to kind of rectify some of the things that was wrong with his bullpen, and they've done that in more. Because it's not the usual suspects that are now needing to be rectified. They got good efforts from guys that they were probably not counting on using. I mean, yeah. not, in this tournament, if you go deep, you have to use everybody. I'm talking about postseason, like NCAA
0: tournament. Yeah, I mean, Trophy look, I, I think trophy did his job. He threw fly balls, which, do that's what you do in that part. Uh, Caleb Hill, to me, like, the stuff looked like it ticked up a little bit there today. I thought well, that He's, was all, he's got great stuff, and he oh, got man. two left-handers out. And talk about doing exactly your job. He did it. Yeah, I, I think he's in the rotation next year, but that's a that's a long ways from now. Um but yeah, like you said, they just got they got they stole outs today um from Connor Green and Caleb Hill and Max Chofey that they were able to give the ball to Parker Crazy. And look, obviously Crazy wasn't gonna be a sharp on his third day, but I thought he was still pretty good. Um so this bullpen, it for what it was for two weeks, it has rectified it, that and more to this point.
1: Yeah, and that's what I've kept trying to talk myself off from being like, oh, this team maybe actually kind of figured out and it is good, but man, they're their their starting pitching has been immaculate and their bullpen is pitching well and they're starting to hit a little bit. And so that's a if they don't win tomorrow, and we'll get to this, I guess this is a nice segue, if they don't win tomorrow and they don't host that's one mother
0: effer of the two seed. Oh, you somebody you, if, is going to be furious. Oh, God. If if you like let them roll into Georgia Tech right now, who's gonna be like the number five national seed, Georgia Tech's gonna be like, yo, what the hell? <laughs> like, I mean, it, you don't want to see Ole Miss right now. Um, th- it, it's crazy. Cause a week ago we were talking about how I thought this team was dead, and I thought it was justifiable to talk about that. Um and a week later. This this team is playing for an SEC championship tomorrow.
1: They are, and so we'll get into the hosting thing. I talked to Kendall Rogers after the game to kind of get a, a decent idea of the RPI situation and kind of what he thinks. And I, I think it's a little surprising that after beating back to back national seats Ole Miss's RPI has not kind of well. I said shrunk. I use the wrong term, but it well, hasn't got like gone up as as much as you thought. So. I originally thought if they won today, they were going to be a host. I think they have to win tomorrow.
0: I do too, um, and I think they need NC State to lose right now. Who's playing Georgia Tech? Look, if they win tomorrow, they're they need be West the no- Virginia
1: and UNC too. It uh, sounds like
0: I, I will see. I, I don't disagree, but I kind of have them already pegged in. I have West Virginia already pegged in as a host. I think there's two spots left, and it's between like Ole Miss, North Carolina, NC State, A and M, LSU, and somebody else, Dallas Baptist, maybe. And I just don't see how you get left out with 21 wins, 22 top 50 wins, 14 top 25 wins, when you're going to have an 18 RPI if you win. tomorrow. Well, I've kind of done the math. If they win tomorrow, they're going to have an 18 RPI, which is plenty good to, to host. If they lose tomorrow, they're going to have a 23 RPI, which is not good enough to host. So I, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think they have to win tomorrow if they want to play baseball in Oxford next week. No, I do think if they win tomorrow, they will play baseball in Oxford next week.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's another thing. Kendall said is is, and I agreed with him on this. And I was just kind of getting confirmation on this. So if they win, if they beat Vanderbilt, it removes all doubt. Like there is no, there really is no, like I, you wouldn't feel feel like
0: I mean you might question a little bit, but they're fine if they I think it's more. kind of definite tomorrow. You either win and host or you lose and don't I, I don't really think there's much middle ground. Yeah, and the fact that they're even in this position
1: to have this conversation is is kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean they were this team was playing horrible baseball. They look I did we did pose the question. I posed the question on last week's podcast. Like, I'm not like like, like, I was like, I did, I mean, I was out. I wrote them off, too. I was like, this team's done. But I, I was just asking this question mostly in disbelief of, is this really it? Is this really how this ends? This team really goes goes down with a whimper? And, you know, no <laughs> sure enough, I, I was wrong. You know, I mean, not wrong. I was, no, you weren't wrong. I think the question yeah. was fair. Like, it was like, yeah. okay, they're not going to. Because I, I just, I had a hard time believing And I said something to Chase about that, either when we first got here on the way over. And I was like, look, man, I'm not, like, about to make an argument. That they're they're going to turn it around because there was really no evidence to suggest that. But just can you really believe this is like the way it goes? Like I, I yeah. just had a hard time with this team and that kind of talent and just kind of the way they were hyped and, and the way they looked at times this year. Is this really how this is going to end? And sure enough, they they kind of rebounded. And I'm, I'm not yeah. going to sit here and be like, yeah, I called it because I, I did it. I was just kind of mystified that that it was going to end that way.
0: <laughs> and that's a credit to those kids. Um, I, th- this team. F- it, it shows what kind of maturity does, I guess, in a way because this team in seventeen. I mean, the, these kids played as freshmen, and when they got punched in the teeth, they just kind of laid down. Two years later, they get punched in the teeth, and, and they respond. And, and I guess that's what maturity does, and, and that's what you know experience does in this league. Is it kind of weather?s You uh, and you look up two weeks after probably. I would argue the Mississippi State series in Oxford was one of the worst weekends in Mike Bianco's tenure. You have one of the best weekends in his tenure uh, going into tomorrow. It's just kind of crazy how this season has played out. It's been up and down. Uh, I guess one thing we need to mention before we forget it is Keenan. Do you expect him tomorrow?
1: I don't think they had any idea, um, and I say that because he went to the ER, he got two fluid bags, which I assume is just IV hooked up in him, it was a heat thing, I originally thought he might have like, tweaked something, but then I kind of yeah. watched the replay and I was like, what happened, it was a heat thing, I have no idea, I, I really don't, I don't think they had any idea of the time, I, take a I might chance try to figure it out then. after,
0: but would not? No, I wouldn't take a chance on playing him if, if he's not ready tomorrow. Well, I think it's a
1: definite thing. Like, kind of, we were talking about something completely different a second ago. But I think, like, look, if you're hydrated and you feel okay, then play. If you don't, you don't. I kind of agree. But I don't think they put him, like, like I think it would be, like, medically dangerous to put him back out there in the heat again if he was not 100%, not just, like, hey, kid, go win one for the Gipper. like, no, you, <laughs> you, you can't put him out there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's probably fair. Um, but, you know, I wonder what they do. Uh, because, look, they put Josh Hall, let's get to this for a second. It I don't think Josh Hall is the center fielder tomorrow if he can't go. I think they did that for defensive purposes. I'm not sure what they do, but I don't think it's going to be Josh Hall in center field if, if Keenan can't go tomorrow. Um, I just don't know what else it would be. You'd move Servitti. I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't think Hall's game plays in that part because he's not going to hit enough to, to justify really the – the defense. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, But I, I'm just – I am kind of fast. No, I hope Keenan plays. I hope the kid's healthy. But I, I don't really know what they do Um, if he doesn't. If you move Olenek to third, if you play another third baseman. Because they moved Olenek to third today, right? They did. They moved Olenek to third, and it was Hall in center. Yeah. I just don't – I'm kind of curious what they do. Um, because this team, for all of it, is kind of – You falls. can put Conkrell in center. Uh-huh. Yeah you, <laughs> you you could do Get that that
1: outfield <laughs>
0: okay all right
1: <laughs> don't entertain that i was just being a jackass i, I don't you can't you can't do that <laughs> i
0: mean you you technically can You can do a lot of things
1: yeah i mean it's within the confines of the rules it shouldn't be but i mean yeah you can but like yeah i i just my thing is i don't necessarily disagree i could see him finagling the lineup i'm just striking out on what it would be that doesn't mean that the, the combination
0: doesn't exist i, just I mean don't, i guess you I, I, just I, I put elko at third and leave everything else the same well, you put Graham at third more than well. I, I don't know what you do. I don't know if Graham can play third. I mean, maybe he came he can in can as a third a baseman. Game. He played yeah. it all fall. Then maybe that's it. Yeah, just throw him in there in the SEC championship game. Go get him, kid. I mean, he's been playing the other side. <laughs> yeah, he hadn't played it before like three weeks ago. I do think, just speaking on that for a second, I don't think he's going to go back into the field. I think Bianco, and this is to his credit, has figured out. I can't burn my DH uh, and it be Cole Zabowski uh, late in the game if Olenek you know, gives up a run and ties the game. So I think Cole Zabowski is your first baseman from now
1: on. Um, yeah, and so I, I don't disagree with that at all, but that kind of brings me to a larger point. For I think this has been one of Mike's worst seasons as a tactical manager. I don't it think he's been. had a very good feel of this team, but this week he's been really good. He has been, and like for as much as people get crushed him, you got to give him credit when he does the right things because he's made some really smart moves. He's managed the pitching well. Even today was really the only time where like Myers didn't pitch, and uh, so his his reasoning for that was that Myers has only pitched once, but they've gotten him hot five straight days, and he didn't feel comfortable with it if he needed him tomorrow. Um, Yeah. And so, whether I disagree or whatever, I'm not trying to question him on that. I'm just saying he's managed the pitching a lot better. And the, Today was the only day where I was kind of like, oh, you're going to trophy and then Hill? But look, <laughs> man, he had faith in them, and it worked. And so, for all of his flaws, he's made some really
0: good decisions since this been, week. He's been really good, and I have no, I have no problem criticizing him. I think he's been excellent over five games. There have been a few bunt decisions that I wish I could, you know not have have seen we cut this, uh, yeah, this already we covered this already i'm, I'm not doing that. any
1: more bunting people i got charged i got got chirped at again today because some guy was like that's right you don't but it's a rally killer i was like buddy they're facing emerson hancock he's like well, yeah he no goes, I was completely he goes, fine with the he goes today. well they were hitting he goes well they were hitting him and i was like they had two hits at the top that was the second hit yeah. like what are now, you talking say- about
0: You know, we're talking about Mike making good decisions. I did think it was brilliant to let uh, Servideo steal second and then bunt him over because then you don't have to get a hit. I thought that was absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, and then I think the greatest internal struggle I've seen this week is Kevin Graham versus the bunt. That kid has come up in, like, four bunting situations <laughs> after it was just pretty much made known that he can't punt, and he keeps coming up in them. And luckily, I think he got walked today. And got no, he got out. a hit. No, no, he, he got a hit. hit. That's right. He hit the, he got yeah. the single. But, it, like, he got, like, 3-1, and then, like – because, like, that's a situation where you're thinking, okay, squeeze another off, bunt him, but, like, he can't bunt.
0: He can't bunt, guys.
1: Is <laughs> that something you work on in the fall, or do you just say screw it? I, I don't yeah, I mean I guess you could learn. I mean, that's what I was so a buddy a, a buddy of mine named Rob who listens to this podcast actually texted me after the Friday one and said, Tell Colin he's wrong a one armed kid should be allowed to bunt <laughs> And I was like, Yeah, that's probably fair, but if a one armed kid can bunt, why can't Kevin Graham? That's where my mind went.
0: I just man, I don't think it's that easy to go up there and butt ninety three, but I don't know. I mean I'm well, trying that's to that's what so so I, I was
1: I was sitting in the uh, so I was sitting next to Nate Gabler who covers the the team for the Oxford Eagle. And I've always like the Kevin Gray, I know mean, uh, Jacob Adams laid down the bunt that got in the first run. And I looked at him and I was like, you know, I've always thought the uh, padding on the butt and massive high fives for a guy getting a sack butt down is overplayed. But when Jacob Adams bunted 97, I was like, he probably earned all those high fives. <laughs> and he did a good job. Just right down the third baseline. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. And uh, so, you know, they're on to it. It's kind of a free shot. I'm not really a free I mean, it is. Really. They, they've earned themselves a free shot. They've earned themselves well, a free shot at, at hosting. And it's a I really think- good team. It's a scary it's just, it's a scary lineup. But they've got
0: it a chance. And Vanderbilt's throwing Patrick Raby, apparently. More than likely, yeah. That game's not over. But I mean well I, been someone a me, uh, I think it was announced. Oh, okay. Well, I mean he hasn't thrown this week and he's been he's started ten conference games. Logic says that yes. I will say I understand uh you know, let's talk about this. Uh, Phillips is going to start tomorrow. Vandy is left handed heavy. I think that's a really good matchup for Ole Miss. I think Phillips has been really good. He's going to throw the ball in the strike zone, and that gets outs in that park. Um, so, I, you know, they're being left handed heavy. I think it's an okay matchup from a pitching standpoint for Ole Miss.
1: So I'm not questioning it. I, I kind of get it, too. But if you want, if you're going to put it into words, why Phillips on three days rest instead of Etheridge on major league rest and Etheridge being available in relief?
0: Because Etheridge has to start Friday, Phillips wouldn't throw again until Sunday. Yep,
1: makes sense. I just, the, yeah, I was just, just kind of having trouble putting that into words, like ex- explaining. Yeah, it make. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I get why he did it, and I get yeah, the I left-handed
0: think, thing as well. But I think Etheridge is the closer tomorrow. I, I think they piece it to him.
1: Yeah, because Crazy can't go
0: again. No, Crazy's not available. That's anymore. three they straight days he's got to save.
1: So there's so much stuff going on with this team, but that that needs to be rehashed again. He's gotten three straight saves. The bullpen's preserved four. Well, I guess today was a two-run lead. Three-one run-one leads, a two-run lead. Crazy's gotten a say three straight days. Um, other He's than back. A fellow named Tucker Maxwell hitting on a mile foul that would have probably crushed Oof. their season. Uh, <laughs> man, that ball. Oh, my God. Like, it wasn't close. Like, it was fa- way No, foul. it was well fouled. But, man, if that thing's fair, this whole thing's probably over, right? Well, you don't we'll really we'll come it. back from that. I'm no, we'll no, we'll there were two it. on.
0: What was it was It, Tim? it, it was yeah, second and it was. third. He was the second to last yeah, batter. That's that's right, that's <laughs> like, right. It's six it's, five. And they bring Trump the in. Over. rest in peace. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's why that's why I was sitting there thinking, and I was like, Man, if that's fair, just from a mental standpoint, how do you like, get no, over please that?
0: Don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean you're just like oh,
1: not Parker, because he didn't do that. Anyway, was he's been though. good. He's been really good. He's a tough kid. I mean, you know, it was interesting listening to Roth say, you know, Roth is like, the guy's a bulldog. Yeah, I've never heard him say he's unavailable. And then Mike said, actually, Parker sits by him, stands by him in the dugout and kind of just basically looks at him for the cue to go down to the bullpen and even was like, hey, if you, I don't know if you remembered, but my last two saves has only been one inning, so I'm good. So basically just lobbying to go back in. <laughs>
0: well, he only threw 1.1 today. I'm sure he's fine for more. tomorrow.
1: Oh, yeah, he's, he's toast tomorrow. Um, he's
0: so going to ask for the ball, and Mike's going to have to be like, no.
1: Yeah, because you you can't give it to him, but no. I, I wouldn't doubt he. I wouldn't doubt if he asks,
0: uh, tr- he'll trot down to the bullpen at some point without Mike's
1: permission. You could go the Zach Hess route. Zach Hess. Zach Hess. Uh, he warmed himself up. Yeah, he did. He ran down to the bullpen trying to put himself in. I don't think that's ever worked out for anybody. Um, <laughs> I wish.
0: I wish. I wish he would have thrown and like Maneri goes out and asks for the right hander, and Hess is like, "Hey, he's talking about me."
1: That's the kind of fu attitude though you kind of want out of a closer, like Crazy obviously always wanting it, but like Hess being like and he's an interesting case because he's a former starter that kind of just insane. came to terms with what he is. Yeah, but I kind of like that. Like I, kinda I want, do, you too. You kind of want your closer to be insane. It's kind of like you want your middle linebacker in football to have a screw or two loose. <laughs> and Hess does, and he throws 98. He's going to pitch a long time. He's really entertaining, man. That state game, I didn't stay up for all of it, but when he was getting out of those jams, he's he's fun.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, he was really fun in the World Series two years ago for them. Yeah. Um, they're going to host, by the way. So uh, Godspeed to everybody going to Baton Rouge next week.
1: I'm not okay. Here's a hot take: They're playing well, and they always play well in Hoover. I'm not terrified of LSU.
0: Oh no, I'm not either. But you're not beating them if in I'm Baton some Rouge if I'm regional. some team. Well, yeah, probably, yeah. that's fair.
1: I, hell, Co- Coastal did it on the way to win a national title. That was a super though. That was a super. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess that's
0: fair. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I think they lost the regional in 14, but uh, yeah, going into Baton Rouge and beating them in a regional is not going to be fun.
1: Yeah. So,
0: Let's just, to think a, i Do you think they yeah, win the ball? go tomorrow? ahead.
1: Um, oh God. I hate to be that guy, but I, I actually don't. I think Vanderbilt's <laughs> a wagon. I think they're too good. I think they have a chance, but if you're, like, saying, hey, gun to your head, you got to bet on it, you lose, like, you lose, I shoot you, it's probably Vandy.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Vandy in that situation, too, but I also take Georgia into that. I did, and I took Arkansas. <laughs> so, like, I mean, you just know keep those, picking, man. Just, just keep picking against them, in
1: my opinion. Yeah, the powder blue thing is just I, – one, I, I think that's dumb. I, I don't – I'm not trying to be a wet blanket. I don't think it matters. Like, the uniform matters. But well, Mike Bianco is kind of the same way. He said, look, I'm not superstitious, but, like, if the guys like it and they feel good, I think that makes a difference. And that's, yeah. That's certainly fair. But, man, like – Shit, if I'm you not think internet, you're winning because you're wearing powder blues, you're winning because you wear powder blues. That's I'm something. not – internet twitter savvy like i've never seen a gif in my life or gif whatever it's called like i don't know how to be like funny on the internet so i just kind of be a, a smart ass jackass and man i put that they were wearing the grays because they were the way team they obviously sarcasm and uh, like i think one guy threatened to kill me
0: well do you you know mike on uh, the sec post game set they asked uh they were like are you wearing powder blue more he's like no nah, we're wearing gray <laughs> oh so he beat me to that yeah, he was yeah he was joking he was like no nah, we're we're gonna wear gray God, I just feel slimy,
1: me and Bianco having some kind of similar joke. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) But, yeah, I put it on there, obviously sarcastic, and someone was like, I will kill you. And I was like, Jesus, like, chill. Yeah, like, good God. But, yeah, so probably the powder blue,
0: I'm guessing, like, like the – Yeah, well, he said they can wear it, just kind of joking. I mean, just kind of talking about uniforms. Because it contrasts everything. Yeah, he said they can wear it as long as they're not playing
1: North Carolina. I wonder if this team's relaxed, and I know that's a small thing. But Mike is like, being, I've never heard head. in five, yeah, in five years covering Bianco, I've never heard him be like self-deprecating to where he just kind of makes fun of himself and stuff like that. But like, he cracked a joke about his general studies degree from LSU the other day, and like, Did you see he Zach the, Phillips with the water jugs Yeah. To well, backpack. You you talk about a narrative to where to where, you know, this team's a reflection of him in the biggest moments, maybe he's kind of learned, you know, (laughs) where maybe his back's against the wall and kind of figured out that loosen up and have fun because they seem to be a reflection of him right now (laughs) and in in a
0: positive way. Will Etheridge and Austin Miller are wearing like catcher's gear calling strikes. Yeah, they're playing loose right now there. And I mean, look, his job's not on the line anymore. These kids, if they were worried about saving their coach's job, that's not a thing anymore. So um, yeah, I just kind of think they're just going to play ball. Look, I've always kind of said that this team had – like, if they wanted to put it together for a week or two, they could do it and beat anybody in the country, maybe not named UCLA. And I kind of think they're showing that right now.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I mean, they're, they're, they're certainly good when they want to be, and it's taken them a while. This is the most confusing team I've ever covered. It's taken <laughs> them a while to figure it out. Maybe this is permanent. Maybe we'll see. I, I don't Ooh. know. But I do think there's something to the fact that 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 they're playing loose and they're having fun and it's NBA and it, I don't think it's a coincidence that Mike is acting loose. A no, little it's bit not. looser.
0: I don't think it's a coincidence at all. I think there's something to that. Uh, more, bi- more bipolar team. 2015 Ole Miss football. 2019 Ole Miss baseball. The uh, the um, football team that lost to Memphis and Arkansas. Yeah, I can't Ford. not say
1: football because that team beat all Alabama, Auburn, and LSU and lost and the State. West. Yeah, and stayed and lost the West. I don't know. Uh, that, that may never be done
0: again. That That's the most impressive stat ever, I think. You went in Tuscaloosa and in Starkville at Ole Miss, and you lose the West. And beat
1: Auburn and beat LSU. Like, again. beat what? Uh, yeah, LSU at home there Yeah, year. Auburn and LSU. Good. Job. And they lost the West. They lost to Memphis. Freezes something else. Mm, yeah, I, I don't want to go back down that road. Um, <laughs> he is. So... <laughs> Yeah, they'll be back at it. The uh, host sites will be announced Sunday night, selection, so Monday, obviously. Well, I guess we should do a podcast Monday afternoon-ish. Like, there's no right. point in doing one Monday yeah. before the thing. Yeah, so that's when we'll be back at it. I don't really have anything else. I'm going to go grab a beer and watch some basketball um,
0: <laughs> and probably Softball shower. Cause if, I t- if you're listening to this, like, right after we drop it, softball's playing on ESPNU. Uh, if you want to turn that on. Other than that, yes. that's about all I got. So,
1: this is your time sensitive update on a non time sensitive medium by both of us. So, you're <laughs> welcome. Um, yeah, so that's, I don't really have anything else. I guess we'll be back at it Monday. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, for Brian's, or for Colin Brister, I am Brian Scott Rippey. We thank you for listening again, and we'll be back at it on Monday.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.